Hey guys, we got I Go By E in the house today. Um, his name actually is Evan, but um, his podcast is I Go By E. He's my ex-brother-in-law, but um, actually close. We're still considering each other brother-in-laws. Um, he has an epic story and um, kind of how he got into running um, after going through divorce and ended up traveling around the country for six months, living in his forerunner Um trying to hit all the national parks. So um, he met a lot of cool people and learned a lot about himself throughout it all. So I hope you enjoy listening and thanks for joining in. Hey guys, we have Ink Bather. How do we say it, Evan? Ink Amachan. Ink Amachan Bather Job. That's right. Sorry, I um, thought I was going to get that right. And uh, also you go by E or Evan. and um, from what I know about you is you are um, you're my brother-in-law and or ex-brother-in-law mm-hmm. um, technically. So, <clears throat> but we're actually becoming have become uh, good friends. And um, basically, you started running um, when you started going through a divorce um, with my sibling and. Um, that kind of was a way that I saw that you could connect with people and community and um, get around some folks that could help, you know, carry you through a tough time. So, um, and then, so I want to talk a little bit about that, but also about how um, kind of the tough times you had like um, with running and what, you know, how you got going, what really helped motivate you and then that also led to you deciding to travel and to uh, uh, check out parts of North America um, that you haven't seen. And you basically lived in your forerunner for six months and um, ran all over the country and in Canada. Um, so um, most people don't do that. And um, <laughs> they talk about, you know, it's something that everybody dreams about doing it, but you took advantage of having some time to yourself and being able to work remotely. So um, I think it's awesome and I think it's inspiring. And so, you know, also I didn't say that you're from Mongolia and that's why your name uh-huh. is so hard to say, but uh, yeah. yeah. What did I miss? Well, uh, yeah. Well, I, th- I think that is one thing when I get into running is uh, it was definitely uh, through the, the wars and then as well as there is some on the side things I was going through was uh, trying to find out connected people who I trust and but it didn't come naturally it didn't come right away as trail route would be the one because uh, kind of getting involved in the things and then in the wrong crowd and getting close to some of the people around there and uh, feels like it's like a they can support me in the ways I needed at that moment. But mm-hmm. over time, it kind of shows that it, it. I realized that it's like a, oh, this is not the right people, and uh, started doubting their uh, legitimacy. And then, like, I started telling instead of just getting into the. Uh, mindset of doubting people if they are really who they are and that's when i really realized like okay i need to rethink about who we are who i am surrounded by and then that moment kind of triggered into like okay i need to go back to my friends from college and then uh, i started reaching out to them and then talking to them a little more and that is actually very really helpful. And then that another thing was as going through that was a uh, trail route was, uh, I was running with trail routes before uh, and during, and, but I wasn't really connecting with anybody really well. But uh, Yeah. I think I had been trying to like, yeah, I had been talking to you about it and coming out for a little bit. And then I think once you started going through the divorce, um, you know, you know, like you were saying, I think you got, you were just finding different ways to cope and stay busy. And, 
you kind of figured out that they weren't, um, you weren't creating valuable relationships or ones that would be, um, you know, longstanding. And so you were looking for, for ways to reconnect. And also that being said, you know, you're, when did you move to the U S let's see. So I moved to U S in 2001. It was actually right after, uh, a little month after the nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's actually crazy. I went to the visa interview like a couple of days right after the nine eleven on 13th. And it was a, yeah, I can imagine that was pretty intense. And yeah, well, the, um, the funny thing is that I, at the time I, I didn't know English and then I, something was showing on CNN. It's like, I, I it looked like a movie. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? Yeah. Is this a movie? Or is it, and it's just a crazy thing. And uh, yeah, and I had the interview and then they, so I was uh, coming here to study going to college and I got the visa and a month after that I came here and then uh, started the college. I didn't just right away start the college. I spent like first year learning English uh, through intensive English program and then I would gotten a little bit better, my English gotten better and then, then I would joined UNT. Got it. So you went to UNT in Denton, Texas, um, and that's where you met James. Uh, previously went by Mallory, and um, you know. But that being said, like you didn't, you didn't have any uh, relationships. You know, like you said, you hadn't had a, you hadn't had a serious relationship with anyone since, you know, Mongolia, and so. You know, you met um, James in college, and um, you know, kind of tell us tell us a little bit about that and how you guys met, and then um, you know, we can get a, go into some detail about how you worked through y'all splitting up, and yeah, you know, because I know y'all were in a, um, what club together at school. Yeah, well, actually, that's where it started. So I just finished my undergraduate and started graduate. And then there is a student organization called the World Day Close, and it attracts a lot of international students to the in on, at UNT. So I be, become an officer in the group, and uh, at that time Mallory joined in as a, right after she started this school at UNT. So and then it was like, and then was interesting to connect with me through her was uh, she went to Poland for exchange students. And then it's like, oh, that's interesting. And like, because my family has a uh, family business back home in Mongolia, we import goods from Poland to Mongolia. So it's kind of like a really instant way caught my attention. (laughs) Yeah, just an easy way for you to connect. Exactly. Like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then like we started talking. And, uh, yeah, that's where I started hanging out a little bit and get to know each other more. And then we have, uh, let's see, dated for like two years. And then, uh, when, uh, when I was about to graduate, my, a uh, lot of my family coming from Mongolia attended graduation. And then we kind of, so at that time, like we kind of talked like, Melanie told me like, well, should we get married? <laughs> Since the whole family will be here, your family and my family, probably one time they were all in one place. And it, because it's, it is expensive too. So it's like, a, oh, yeah. How far of a flight is that? Oh, from well, time difference is about like 12 hour time difference. So it's about the exact opposite end of the world. And, uh, and flying that, I have a big family. I have four brothers, all older. They all got married. I have wife and kids, and so bringing a lot of people. Exactly, bringing a lot of them here will be expensive, but it is like a kind of felt like right at that moment. And then we kind of went sure. decided on like, yeah, let's do it. And uh, 
make a quick what's life like in mongolia like how different is it from here oh it's it's very different it's very culturally and culture-wise it's uh i don't know how to describe it it's just the more of a community family based than so people kind of stayed yeah they kind of stay with their families or what exactly yes it's okay. like a, that's kind of, yeah maybe live together yeah well it's very common thing back home is like a when uh children grew up they stayed with their fam uh parents until they get married and then once they get married even like after they get married first couple of years they could be staying with their parents and then move out of the move out on their own so it is kind of typical to be so like a family relationship is very close and kind of each they get involved a lot of each other's family life <laughs> in a way yeah so still are all pretty close because y'all live together yeah exactly um and actually, too, I didn't mention, you know, you had some difficult, like, both of your parents passed away, um, you know, while you were pretty young, right? Yes. My dad passed away uh, when I was 15. Yeah, 15. And my mom passed away, like, 11 years ago. Yeah. Okay. So you had, you had already had moved. No, you moved here. How old were you when you moved here? I was, uh, 17. Okay. So two years after your dad yeah. passed away, you moved here and then, um, and then while you were here, your mom passed away as well. Yeah. Well, uh, after, uh, so the, I mean, I know you had been here yeah, a while, but uh, I should just, yeah, exactly. How was that? Like, I can imagine being in a different country and like not having your parents, I can imagine would be pretty, um, you might feel lonely and you know, I, you're so far away, you know? Yeah. Well, that's a tough part. That's like, especially for international students, uh, it's, uh, when you're in school and then during holidays and Thanksgiving, Christmas and like whole campus just become empty and then you just become like on your own it's it's very isolating and that's when you really miss your family like oh yeah and if you don't have close friends that are gonna yeah you know that want to invite you for the holidays and you're just sitting around yeah well that's the thing it's not a, that's the thing about like a being a foreigner and then english is not your first language you have a a very hard time connecting with uh, like an Americans, you know, it's, uh, so right. it makes you like English is maybe the barrier and then it's like less likely you will talk to anybody. And then so it's like less likely to make friends. So it's, uh, it's quite lonely <laughs> world out there <laughs> until you get comfortable, oh, yeah. you know, it's like a, that takes a good amount of time. Yeah, it kind of makes sense now thinking about why it was so exhilarating for you when you traveled and being able to connect with random people all across, you know, North America um, when you didn't have that for so long, you know, it was a tough, you had a tough time connecting with people. And I think you were, I think you said you were kind of shy. Um, <clears throat> so, so yeah, you know, you were married to Mallory and then, um, you know, um, Mallory decided, well, I guess Mallory went through, um, kind of some challenges and just, and realized that, um, she, um, identified with being male and ended up going through having, I guess during the divorce, right. You guys, she went through and, transition and started taking hormones and then you got the surgery and um all that stuff so you know what was that like for you on your end well it did going through that that is the thing is like a i know the like a 
so I'll just refer Mel as James, so that's how it goes by now. So, and uh, it was tough. Well, it was uh, at the beginning. I wasn't really sure what does that really mean. And uh, James is the type of person who kind of like, oh, he thinks one thing and then do research, and then like, I just thought like, okay, maybe he's just kind of curious about these things and then kind of do his research and then he's kind of like, okay, that's not the thing he is. So I, that was my initial thought how it's going to turn out to be. But as he was discovering more and more and doing research and connecting the dots, he thinks like, oh, that's actually who I am. It's not the memory. He identified as a James. So that's when it was, uh, it was tough. That's when it was, he made the decision and to like realizing what who he is. And we had, we had like a couple's counseling for a while. And that helped us a lot in terms of to be able to understand what he's going through. And as well as he understands what I'm going through. And then, uh, the main thing is like, so now it, what is it now? Like for me, like our marriage is based on her and me, you know, as like a woman and man. And now it's like, that is gone. And it's like, what does that mean? You know, it's like, and then they had to, like during their counseling, it's like, we, one thing kind of helped me is like I, I need to let that other person go, Melanie. And then James is a new person I have to get to know. And then when that during the transition, like a, when James started taking testosterone, it just whole thing changes. It is it is pretty crazy in the in a ways like that's what makes who you are really to be identifying as man or woman that's kind of and her his personality changes and his character changes and physically changes and physical changes is like a become a whole different person for me yeah it just feels different when i think you know james said like kind of it was him like blossoming and coming out and um but right, you know, when you got, you know, I, you got married and, you know, I think you did, you, you stood by his side throughout the tra- the transition and you were, you know, I think you stayed as long as anybody could have hoped or expected. And I don't think anyone expected that you would, that y'all would stay together through that, you know, um, maybe some people do, but um, I think. Right, you know, you got married to a woman and and with that transition, it didn't, you know, you weren't, um, I think, you know, I think you said like the attraction changes, right? You know, or, yeah. or lost. It's like now that becomes like your friend. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I can understand how, actually I can't understand what it would be like going through that, but um, um, I could imagine that it, um, you know, you're always in someone that's, you're always in your partner, you have a new friend, um, but you're also, you know, then you are deciding you're going through the divorce and, um, you know, throughout the whole thing, it seemed like you guys really maintain a good relationship and y'all are still close friends and y'all still talk and spend time together. And I think it's pretty cool. And you still come and do things with our family and come to holidays and you're still a part of the family just as much as you were. And maybe even more so now because I think y'all have, you know, James has worked through those issues and you're not, um, you know, having, you're not having to live like through that all the time right now. So you can focus on you and what's important to you now. And um, so, yeah, so, So I think during that time, I noticed you started running more um, and started coming out to the group more. I think you said you had been getting caught up in some crowds that weren't really 
as uplifting as you as you wanted. Um, but you had you just had certain friends, and so um, you know what helped you the most? I think through that process, through your divorce, and coming out of the other end of it. Well, that's the one thing I had to help me to accept. What James was uh, the transition is uh, he told me once, and uh, like he's comfortable going like going as a male person and like a, whatever the outfit he wears and then he told me that would I and then I thinking like would I be comfortable with going out as a woman with high heels or dresses and, and like I was <laughs> like there is no way I would feel comfortable you know it's like a but for him that feels comfortable it's like okay maybe that's what something about it you know it's just not just uh, it's who he thinks he is, but is actually, actually making decision, or maybe just who he is. That's what mm-hmm. comes out. Yeah, and then it's like a, he started the he becoming much happier. It's like a when that he realized he become much happier, and then things I've started to notice is like he, well, like a example is he never gone shopping for himself before before the transition. And then now he's like, he got rid of all the female clothes and then he wanted to go shopping and then buy clothes for him. It's like, that never happened. That would have, ne- would, she would have never done, you know, as a Mallory. <laughs> so right. it's, like, it's like, wow. So that whole transition. Yeah, exactly. It's like, a, it's affected everything. Yeah. And even just how comfortable mm-hmm. James now was in his own skin, right? Exactly. And then, uh, so kind of like a, we gone through the counseling, got to uh, have us understand each other a little better. And uh, kind of one at one point, we kind of was thinking like, well, I do care about this person and he does care about me. And it ends with one of the best for each other. And which once you have approached things from that aspect, it's kind of makes things even divorce is like uh, easy, you know, like, oh, we have these, these things and we made a spreadsheet and listed out things and priced them and slid in half. <laughs> so it's like, okay, that's what that's it is. Pretty easy. Yeah, it's like, there's no, like, a, I don't know, like, for me, like, when you see this divorce through the movies, that's kind of like what I know about divorce things, but like people get fight and get lawyered up and all that stuff and it's like, we never had any of that. We were like a two happy people actually going to court to get divorced. <laughs> it is like, it's kind of funny way. It's like, well, like there's, I don't hold anything against him. So he doesn't hold anything against me. He just wanted to be, make sure we were happy. And, uh, and then, well, like a James and it's like a, you and his family and then his parents and siblings. And then I got into actually, as you say, like I got really close to you and then one of the siblings and, uh, through the, do like a through, through the, uh, transition, I guess we're kind of all going to, through this together and then connected us to be able to talk what's going on. And then that kind of lead into like, I think it's more beautiful relationship in depth deeper, meaningful, and uh, and then his, I, res- I think that's another thing about like, a, uh, I guess, since I'm away from the, my family back home, and I become a, become a member of the James's family, and uh, that was, they accepted me as like a member, and then before and through and then even after it's like you know it's like all a, a part of the family it's uh i really like that aspect of uh what came out of it i guess in the way yeah i'm sure it was scary i'd be like oh am i gonna lose yeah i know when i went through my divorce like when you lose that part of the family that you were close to you know it's 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 really sad and that's one of the it was that was one of the harder parts for me too is losing that you know that those people had become your family, and then 
having to just all of a sudden it's like they're just they die or something and you can't you know you have to stop talking to them and that so i think it's awesome that that you're still staying connected and that you know the family loves you and everyone's once you you know involved and around you know as much as possible so oh yeah that's a like a, when i started the road trip well that's kind of like a starting a road trip is kind of idea came to me during the transition period when i was getting the wrong crowd and uh, through the divorce and then it's kind of like i just started getting overwhelmed by everything what was happening and it's like i kind of wanted to wish just just disappear you know just go somewhere and disappear and then just be gone and uh, yeah i can imagine it being like overwhelming yeah just sensory like all these it's just like what is going on i need to clear my mind and get out for a little bit yeah so that uh so that that idea i had and then i never i wasn't sure i was going to do it and then it's kind of came out to me like i was uh, like with divorced and then i moved to lago vista with my friend and uh I basically working remotely and I have to go to office a couple of times a week and but I could actually work remotely. So I decided like, well, maybe this is the time I should just do it. And uh, went on the road. <laughs> so yeah, you just all of a sudden, you know, within, you didn't have a whole lot of stuff, you know, but no like furniture and supplies. So yeah. You didn't have to take much, and you just left everything in storage, right? Well, no, actually, I left it with my buddy, and he actually. Well, when I left first uh, to Tucson, Arizona, I went to Joe, Nick, and uh, Jessica, and some of the trailer guys. So I wasn't. I was going to be with them for a week, and then. Oh yeah, they were going on a camping trip, so you. Yeah, went out and met them there. Yeah, so I just thought like, oh, I'll just do it with them, and then if I feel like I'm gonna go for uh, maybe a month or so, and because I signed up for a switchback at that time, in, which was coming in May, so I was like, okay, well, I'll just go until switchback and come back to Austin, and then uh, that was my idea. So I wasn't sure if I was going on a road trip for six months. Well, like a five months on the road one month in Mongolia but uh, I wasn't planning to do that for that long I just thought it's gonna be short just see what happens you know <laughs> yeah I mean so what so after you know they leave and where did you go after that oh so and did you have this planned ahead of time or was it just you kind of went from place to place and figured it out from there well the, uh, my idea was like uh, before the trip like I kind of which like so i i started running i loved running trails so like what would be a cool idea to just run every single national parks and then that was my kind of i rough idea about anything details like i did not think about any depth and then so you want to run every or you want to run every national park and yeah that's in the just, u.s yeah, I just thought that would be a cool idea. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on the Strava. That's oh, yeah. I thought that would be a really cool idea. <laughs> so when I when I was in uh, Tucson, and then they told me about like, oh, I don't know where, where I'm gonna go next. I I know Tucson, uh, Petrified Forest is there, Grand Canyon is there, and Soror National Park is there. So we were there anyway, and then they told me like, oh, you should check out Sedona. It's on the way to uh petrified forest in grand canyon and it's a beautiful place and then i was kind of like okay maybe that's what i'm gonna check out so that's basically <laughs> my trip plan was i kind of that was the beginning of my trip plan and we talk to people find out where i can go nearby someplace i'm kind of aiming at too and then just head there and then figure out things once i get there <laughs> no i think it's awesome i mean it's Totally like going through kind of being in the moment and deciding where you want to, 
where you're going to go next. And yeah. Um, okay. So you went, so where, now where are you right now? Sedona. So like, uh, so after everybody left oh, right. from Tus- uh, Tucson and I headed North from there and, uh, I had first day I drove past Phoenix and slept in, uh, Oh, what do you call it? Like, a. 18 wheelers pull up a uh, rest spot, rest stop. Okay. Yeah. I just pulled up. Kind of dangerous. <laughs> well, it isn't that bad. There's actually there <laughs> no, a lot no, of hot no, trucks and stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pull up there. And then, but it was my first night and then just set up my back seat, the folded one of the seat and then uh, had a mat then put my sleeping bag and put the coward around my uh, windows in my car. And then, and it's funny. Uh, I had some, uh, I bought the propane stove, so I had a box of that. And then, well, when the night comes, I kind of want to cover the window. So I cut up that card box and put it on the windows to cover. <laughs> so, so you just use the box to cover your window? Yeah, exactly. So like, that's, that's like, would be nice. It's resourceful. Yeah. And then, uh, Slept there, woke up, and then uh, went to. I got there on the second day to Sedona, and uh, spent most of the time at the coffee shop, Starbucks, and then they just. Uh, I go to like different coffee shops from about every day. Like it's very. Tough. That's what you were doing because you were still working remotely full time, right? Exactly. Yeah, I was checking in and work from the coffee shops and. I go to one coffee shop in the morning and the afternoon I go to another one and then kind of just rotates it to different coffee shops. And, uh, and, uh, you said you spent more money at coffee shops than you did like eating out. <laughs> not like yeah. significantly more, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's uh, I was trying to find like way to like, how do you minimize my expense on the coffee shops? But it's like least expensive thing is to kind of just drift coffee. So I ended up, drink a lot of drip coffee <laughs> since I'm using yeah. stuff there and I wanted to buy things. So I kind of ended up there. And then, well, the craziest story is like, a, when I get to Sedona, so now I have no idea where I'm going to stay at night. So I went to the, it was around. Like where are you going to park? Yeah. You're, you were planning on sleeping in your forerunner, right? Yeah. But the, I have no idea where to can park and sleep and uh, just, you haven't yeah. heard about Walmart yet. I didn't Walmart park. Didn't learn the Walmart in Sedona. <laughs> it's too <laughs> small for that. And then so I went to the first bar at that when I got to Sedona and started talking to the bartender. And then I told him about that. Oh, I'm on this road trip I just started and I have no idea where I'm gonna stay tonight. And he's like told me about the website I, I should check out which where you can find all the free campsites. And then he told me about where I can stay in Sedona. There is a national forest. You can stay there 14 days for free. And it was like, great. And then it's, I'm so glad I met him. And then he apparently does similar thing. He has a, he bought a school bus, converted it into a, a really? van, like a living space and then he is that where he was living yeah actually he had a house he sold it and then uh, he, okay. he lives in that now and then he's uh he was uh, working as a bartender and he also works as a sharpener so sharpens uh, knives and tools and then really? that's what he does and he travels around and sharpens Jobs. tools <laughs> and and uh, he knew a lot about how to do this. And uh, he yeah. told me every, basically all the information I need for the rest of the trip. It's like, and uh, this, he was the first person I talked to on the road. <laughs> what was the website that he, he mentioned? It's called Com- Compendium. What is it? Compendium. Com- Compendium? Yeah. Like Companion, but with a D, Compendium? It's like a camp. Or- camp. Oh, okay. Yeah. Camp Pandium. Yeah. So, so that just has all the free places to stay. Yeah. You can give a filter and then it gives you the, depending where you are, it gives you all the locations where people, it has reviews and then it gives you also like, or oh, if it has a phone services or not and what kind of amenities they have, all that stuff is there. 
So, and yeah, it was, I was lucky that I met him and uh, found out where I can stay in Sudan. And now it's like, now I know where I can stay for a week. So next thing I have to figure out is like, I, I want to, I'm going to go on the runs. There are some beautiful trails there. So after the run, I have to take a shower, which is like, I don't have that solution yet. So I uh, went to a gym to sign up as a member for a week. And then I was using the facility for a shower. And uh, it's funny, like first, so first day I went on a run in Sedona. Did you work out too? You just use a shower. Just a shower, basically, like a stretch <laughs> and shower, and then I'll wash my clothes, of course. <laughs> the running wash clothes. Your clothes in the yeah. shower. Yeah, well, like, okay. that's the thing I get used to is like you go on the run, come back, and then wash my running clothes as I'm taking a shower. So that's uh, it's so convenient way to keep things clean. And, uh, and then, so oh, funny story on that one is uh, I thought that one was 24 uh seven gym so like oh i'll just go there after the run and then sign up and become a member for a week and then i went on a run i finished around i think eight o'clock and then went to the gym it was closed it's (laughs) you have to have that key to enter it that's like it's open 24 seven but there's somebody will be here there until five so now i was like gotcha. i can access like i'm like a salty and then like sweaty like how do i get a shit <laughs> and there so, wasn't anyone in the gym that could let you in i well there was but they couldn't they they weren't really like uh i wasn't really aggressive Probably enough to you. knock on the doors and stuff so <laughs> i don't want to be that guy so gotcha. i was like and so like what do i do like, i don't want to go into bed with like sweaty but and then uh, so there was a Walgreens and then I was like, okay, I'm going to use that bathroom. <laughs> so I went to Walgreens bath restroom and then it was like using um, paper towels and it just rubbed my body. <laughs> so you just yeah. did a paper towel yeah. bath basically. Exactly. And that was my first shower. It was, it was not, cold. it wasn't, it wasn't fun at all. <laughs> yeah. And it's when you're exactly thinking, like, what the hell am I doing? You know, Life it's like, on the road. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. It was like, a, it's kind of, there is, that's the, that's, those kind of moments kind of makes you feel like, uh, doubt what I'm doing. Sure. But then you look back at it now and you're like, yeah. You just laugh at it. Exactly. It's just a part of the experience. It was the fun part of it, actually. <laughs> what made you keep going? Like, like if you're going through those, spaces instead of being like, oh, screw it, I'm going to go home. Well, I mean, what kept you out there? So I was, okay, that was a very good question. End of that uh, Sedona after a week. So I was about to go to the next location and I went to Whole Foods and I just sat there. I don't know what I did. I was felt like just exhausted because just I have now in my mind that I have to figure out everything from scratch when I go to a new location and, uh, I don't, and you don't have any, like, where do you relax? You know, where do you just hang out? Exactly. Like, like in the back of your, your forerunner or do you have like a lawn chair you pull out just to sit out? I didn't even have know, a chair. Just, I didn't even have any chairs. <laughs> like, yeah. I just like, you're probably just tired from yeah. not having any, you're just sitting in coffee shops all day working, trying to find places to shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like uh we'll, we'll, we'll say something about that so and then uh sitting on the whole foods for like a couple of hours just sitting there and then finally like a whole foods closed and i went to i had to get something from walgreens that same walgreens and then uh it was probably like 9 p.m and then i was standing on the line and then the uh check out the guy who's talking to everybody he seems like a knows everybody in there and and uh he asked me what i'm from i told him like from mongolia and then he was like shocked and then went to his wallet and pulled out a couple of mongolian currency i was like why do you have that and then he is apparently a meta girl online and went to mongolia lived there for a year 
with the girl and her family, and he knew a lot about Mongolia. It is like that is Dang. crazy. <laughs> and then I uh, yeah, what are the odds? I know it's like nine p.m. Sedona in Walgreens. I met somebody who went to Mongolia and then knew a lot about it too. It's just that lived there as a resident, you know. So it's like a it was a huge morale boost. And uh, I asked him, like, hey, can we... Because the- you had not really had... You'd been there for a couple of days and hadn't really connected with anyone yet? Not... Hadn't true. started talking to people? I have... Oh, I connected to one person who was also... She... Oh, my God. She is uh, uh, fearless, I would say. Well, like, a, this is a girl, and she was doing the kind of similar thing what I was doing, and just by herself. And then she has a really old Jeep. She inherited from her family. And then she decided to go on a drill trip and gone through different national parks. And then I was like, I asked her, do you have a scared from the doing this by yourself? It's like, she said, no. Like, why would I be scared about it? And I kind of understand it now. Like, why would I be scared about it? Because once you go through it, it's like a, you keep meeting this. I met a lot of people and talked to a lot of people and then you just keep having this beautiful experience from meeting them. It's like that fear goes away. And then, well, that, so yeah, I'm sure people can get based wrapped around, yeah, you know, horror stories, but there's probably so much good that comes out of it. And, you know, the likelihood of some of those things happening, you know, and if, if you focus on just taking care of yourself and, kind of living in the moment, I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's awesome. Yeah. Well, so now it's like, a, going back to that guy went to Mongolia. It's like, a, yeah, he gave me like huge moral boost. Like, okay, maybe can't me realize like maybe there is something more than just running, meeting people, talking to them. Maybe there is a, I so there's it. something more than running and life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, because well, that was your motivation for doing the trip. And yeah. so you realize like, huh, okay. Well, like you kind of realize at some point, like, well, as a human, you just can't live your life by yourself. And you have, it's the one things get more interesting and is, Actually, when you start connecting with people, talking to them, learn about their experience, learn about their story. And it's just so, I got so much pleasure out of that. And and that's not something you, that people do as much when you're just, you're going through your daily routine, you have your job and you're at home. You know, I think when you have the time, when you're out on the road, like, that's your focus is connecting with people. Exactly. Well, the thing about this is like a being on the road is, as you said, like I just, like a earlier, like a life simplifies into like essentials. And what I, what I really needed is like, I have my sleep in my car, work, make some money and then run. And then at that, when I'm not running and they go, I, Hopefully I'll find people to talk to and learn about their stories. And that's basically the whole thing simplified down to. And then it's just, I loved it. It's like a being simple down to essentials. Yeah. And I think, you know, probably you, you found a way to connect with more people by opening up a little bit. And you had just come through like, a pretty significant event, you know, through your divorce and through the transition that, you know, you probably had stuff to talk about and, uh, you, you know, and then this telling people that you're doing this trip, you know, it's, I think it's intriguing and draws people in, you know, and they want to hear about it. Yeah. Well, like a, it's like basically the one nice thing about being on the road is like, you can start any conversation like, Oh, I'm on a road trip. You know, it's like I'm on the road trip, traveling national parks, running the trails. And like everybody like, oh, really? Like, where have you been? And it's like very easy conversation starter with everybody. Because yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, I'm thinking about people doing that here. And it's like, 
at home or if you go to work at a coffee shop, what are you going to, it's a lot harder to start a conversation. You know, you, you can say, Hey man, how's it going? Like, <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, you have to talk about, but when you're traveling and doing that whole trip, you know, yeah. you're like, and also I think you're, you have a need, right? You want to connect with people. Oh yeah. And so they can kind of see that like, Hey, I'm, I'm traveling. Do you know of, you know, any good trails or this? And, you know, and there's not like, I think people's guards get let down, mm-hmm. you know, or like they're more open to connecting for some reason. Yeah. Well, the, another thing is like a, uh, what made another thing easier to connect with people was like the running. I have, whenever I get, change location, I look up running groups in that location and then I send a message. I have a, actually a already message uh, uh, saved. Copy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like that's where I actually, oh, I changed my location. from, <laughs> And then I'm coming here. And then that's basically I send that to uh, if I find the running group or some people who run seem stuck in that location. I just send that. And what, like where, where did you find running groups? Okay. Uh I found running groups in Flagstaff and I found running groups. Uh, that's a, uh, I guys there. I like that one. And then Kenmore in Canada, I found the running group there and Jasper small group there, but I, I didn't have a ch- chance to meet them. And, uh, I was looking up uh, at uh, Las Vegas where I didn't have, uh, I met connected with them. I've, started following them on meetups and stuff and but i'd never had the chance to meet the guys there because it's the sometimes i kind of wanted to just go into the uh, trails whenever i uh-huh. go change places and then but their workouts sometimes usually like a road or track oh gotcha so that like it didn't line up very well so and uh so yeah that's the the, the running was definitely one of another way to connect with people and then i found people i connect through running is like a very friendly it's like a, you get yeah i feel like exactly it's like a best <laughs> feels like the best people i can meet and then just be open and then you have a really good amount of time to introduce yourself tell them what you're doing and then you, you know like easier time to connect because you're running and you can chit chat talking to them and then let them know who you are and then it's like good and then another thing is like when you're open to people let them know who you are and what you're going through and then people open up to you and then it's a it can sure it's like connect, make a connection you're being a little bit vulnerable and telling them some you know your your stories so then you know maybe they're gonna open up too mm-hmm. yeah it's so funny when i went to flagstaff and then i went to the workout and uh, i got to know another runner and started talking to her a little more and then the, through the whole workout and then we exchanged phone numbers she told me about like oh we also run on different days in a smaller group and you're welcome to join like sure i'll join and then so funny like uh i've run with them on the different days and then on the last day on the friday we went and ran and then uh, uh he, her husband was there and then we kind of decided oh well, let's get a drink this evening and then we went to a bar and then we started talking like a more in depth, you know, like my, I just kind of told them about my life story, my marriage and what happened and all that stuff. And then uh, he, <laughs> he told me like, well, he, it, his perspective changed about me, I guess, in a way that he was more comfortable that because I was talking to his wife and uh, any guy is kind of <laughs> feels like, oh, it's like, who the hell yeah, this guy is talking to my <laughs> <laughs> and then the, he told me afterwards, uh, like, uh, yeah, when my wife came home from the Tuesday workout, she said, she told me, like, I met a guy. <laughs> it's like, when she, <laughs> he said, like, when she told me That's that, he idea. just got pissed off. <laughs> but, like, after meeting him and we had the beers and then it's like, yeah, you're cool. Let me know. 
like I told me to just let him know whenever I'm around. And <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's not probably how you <laughs> exactly should bring it up to your significant other. <laughs> um, yeah, man, that's so. Then you guys, did y'all hang out anymore after that? Yeah, well, that's because I remember you telling me other stories about you know, like someone invited you on their boat and you went on, like, did all kinds of oh yeah, different oh, trips with folks. That's just like at the beginning of the uh, so after so. Sedona, I went to uh, Petrified Forest, came to Flagstaff. I met a runners there and really enjoyed that place. And then went off to Grand Canyon, spent the week there. And the uh, uh, people you're referring to is I met in Ojai, California. I was on the trail and then uh, there was a couple walking on the trail. I caught up to them and passed them. And then I was they had a really nice uh, bench and it's seen the whole valley. And then there is like a citrus farms everywhere and vineyards. And so it was kind of really cool place. I just kind of sit in there and uh, uh, taking a break and just seeing that. And then the couple came up to me, uh, past me. And then uh, I kind of was like, I kind of wanted to talk to them, you know, like a, that's like one of the rare chance you'll get this, have a chance to just talk to somebody on the trail that would be easy time to start conversation so i went out sure. to them start talking to them and then and uh so we started instantly connected because i told them about my trip and then they said that they also had a, a south asia trip for a whole year and then they really enjoyed it and then it's like we started talking about trips and stuff and they told me about it and uh they're from a Santa Barbara and spending a weekend there. And they said like, Oh, we have a, you're welcome to come to stay with us in Santa Barbara. It would be great if you come this weekend because the roommate's birthday is coming. It's like, uh, we are celebrating that. They're like, sure. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> it's about 30 to 40 minutes from there. It's all high. And then it's like, Oh yeah. Cool. You're ready to party. You're out. I know. And then so like, I showed up. <laughs> And then it's like a ended up in a, uh, we started early and I started celebrating really early and then ended up in a boat, uh, uh, land track, they call it. It goes on the land and it goes into the ocean. And then it's like 40 people. I don't know, you're 40 new friends. <laughs> I had a chance to talk to a lot of them, but not everybody. And then, uh, we went on a boat and came back and, came to home and then i well we celebrated from the brunch i was i was done i was like 8 p.m i was passed out <laughs> i thought yeah, drank a little too much yeah so yeah exactly and then apparently they went to a club afterwards and then one of them stayed in too careful make sure i'm okay it was like a, <laughs> you know <laughs> but it's the, these Man. people i just met and then they have such a Amazing. Oh, yeah, they probably didn't trust you either. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> passed out before. So, uh, so it's like a, That's funny. Yeah, it's like I was anticipating that to be happening. It's like a, you never know who you come across. And like when you, you meet a lot of people that way. Well, yeah, and I think it's pretty cool how like you ran into, because you're open and you talk to people, like mm-hmm. you found the right people in different places, you know? Yep. And they just kind of showed up. And I think you were in, you know, places that were big on the outdoors. And so probably those people like to travel, but, um, you know, how you realize like, Hey, my, like running was your motivation for doing this trip mm-hmm. and one way to stay connected, but you realize like, Hey, I need to, you know, be talking to people, meeting people and hearing stories and sharing. And, and that really, from what I can tell, like, kept you going and kept you like feel throughout it so that you had that, that energy and that excitement, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a, it's like a, when you think about it, it's like a, there is, I'm, it's makes you excited to who you're going to meet then what trails you're going to run next day or next week when I go to new places, you know, it's just a, that motivates you to keep going and, and plus you've kept, 
meeting these beautiful people. They offer it's it's such a so kind. People will help you whatever way you want, like a they can. You know, it's like I ask like uh, to beautiful places. That's how I usually like I find places to stay is by talking mm-hmm. to people, and then they offer me the. Oh, more than enough options for me to go and check it out. So, yeah, because you have people inviting you to stay at their house and, yeah, you know. Um, and you still stay in touch with some of those people, right? Yeah. Well, the, that's the thing about uh, – I started getting on Instagram, and then that's how I connected with a lot of people who I met on the road. And so I kind of keep track of what they're doing and kind of stay connected. With, uh, and you share a lot of your photos. Yes. You know, from your trip on that. Yeah. What's your Instagram handle? It's I-G-O-B-Y underscore E. So, I go by E. Yeah. So that's my cool. handle. Yeah, it's, we'll post it um, in the notes too. So. Yeah. But, uh, well, like a, what was your favorite, what was your favorite place oh. that you went to? So what I observed is, each national park is unique on its own and beautiful. But in uh, in terms of general beauty, is as you go further north, nature gets beautiful. I guess that's kind of, I like the mountains and lakes. And so when you hit the Banff, Jasper National Parks in Canada, it is just, yeah, it's just unbelievable. That mountain, yeah. when you're going up, round up to the mountains. I went there when I was a kid. It's Oh. From what I remember, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And the, okay, the best trail I ran is from uh, uh, Lake Louise to Moraine Lake. And, okay. And, uh, and then Banff. Is that in Banff too? Yeah, it's in Banff. Okay. And it's uh, the trail I took is, uh, what is it? Paradise Valley. I think and that's you were there, in, that was in the summer? Yeah. That was in, um, sometime in August. Okay. And the uh, trail was like a, really remote trail so it was like whole trail i was just by myself and then just the nature is just spectacular and uh there are certain parts so it's have ice you have to go in the continental pass and then once you go up to the pass and just the whole valley it lits up and and the, the scary part is like a when you go in studying the trail there is a sign says like four or more people there. recommend it <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and certain time of the year it's mandatory actually like a but when i went there it was recommended so it is it's kind of okay but you know it's like i have a bear spray that's the extent of my protection yeah. <laughs> protection tool and uh i don't know like if i come across bear like oh i'm just gonna i'm not i don't know what i'm gonna do really <laughs> hoping the bear will run away so and uh but yeah. it's kind of, but it's kind of makes it exciting though. It's like it just kind of keeps you alert and then making sure mm-hmm. everything is in the right place and you're running, not making. Yeah, I probably just would make some noise, sing, sing some songs while I'm running. Yeah, yep. Do you think that um, you, why, or what? What did you learn about yourself? You think through all this, through this travel and time by yourself and time connecting with others? It says, uh, well, main things I learned is like. I love being simple and uh, I didn't really care much about where I live or the houses and stuff. I kind of started like, it would be amazing to just live in a car and just travel around the country. <laughs> and yeah. uh, just the, yeah, being simple, it just, it, it's unburdens you from all the things. Like uh, having sure. less things is, I feel like it's more freeing because I don't have to worry about all of that things. Yeah, definitely. I think, and people always, you know, we play that game in life. Like, oh, we need more. We need bigger, better. Yeah, it's uh, it's so easy to get to into it, that thing too. Is like, you know, it's just kind of. Yeah, I go back and forth like every week. I'm like, oh, let's sell the house and move to the country and have a little have space and ranch and travel and you know, but I think you're, you did it. Mm-hmm. And, and so do you have plans to do any more trips? Yes. I would, uh, I would have loved to do it 
this year, but it's uh, what's going on with Corona. It kind of postponed everything. But yeah. as soon as I get a chance, I kind of wanted to just hit the road and get rid of all of my stuff in Austin and uh, just do this for a while, see how it goes. And, I just and so how many, mm-hmm. sorry, how many national parks have you hit? Uh, so last trip, I went to 10 national parks in the United States and the two more in Canada. Because how many more do you have? I think that is like, what is it, 60 something? The overall, and then lower, okay. lower 48 at a 40 something or something. Yeah, I don't know, quote me on that one, but it's like there are a lot of the mice still going. Are you still, is that still a goal for you? Yes, I would love to okay, see. Cool. Yeah. And, well, and you've already been the big band? Yes. Well, the, another thing I wanted to add, you said, like things I learned is uh, yeah. kind of, gives it's kind of fault to me to be like a, I guess I can when I have some issues of like studying projects or things and uh, I've what I learned throughout the trip is when I there is always solution but uh, the solution you just go there and ask people they will willing to help you and then I have that, I came back with that mentality. Like I kind of want to start things and then there is not, nothing really stops me doing it. So I just need to start. When I get stuck, I need to ask the questions from people around me who can help. And they, I know they're going to help. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So there's any people you can count on people now. Exactly. And- yes. You count on, yeah, that's a big, yeah, message. And people are there, you know, there's, you can always find help Mm -hmm. if you're willing to ask for it. Yep. No, I like that, man. Yeah. Well, cool, dude. I think it's an epic trip you had and I'm excited to see where, where you travel next. And, um, you know, hopefully people that listen to the podcast can follow along on your Instagram and see the trips you've taken and the ones that you, you know, follow as you travel in the future and, um, I just think it's awesome how you've kind of come around full circle from um, through moving here, going through relationship um, trauma, basically, and coming out of it, finding folks that you connect with and finding yourself, you know, meeting new people on the road and learning all about yourself while traveling. And, and I'm grateful you got to do it. And um, cause a lot of people think about those things and they just, you know, you put it off to another day and most of the time don't do it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like when I was on the road, I told people like, this is what I'm doing. And a lot of them say like, that's, a, that's like a dream. I always have that wanted to do it and I never had a chance. I didn't know that actually. <laughs> so people wanted to do these things. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think as people get more complicated, they realize that kind of what you realize that. Yeah. A lot of that stuff doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. It's about the quality of your, your life and the relationships you have. So, yeah. Well, so like, I think it's cool you're figuring that out, man. Yeah. Well, like, I think I, it was the moment, uh, well, I didn't have like a, I understand that why some people can't do it because the family or the job, they keep them in a certain one place. So that's kind of, they can't. But, uh, but if you ever had an opportunity to do this, I would like uh, highly, encourage everybody to do do it and if anybody has questions i would happily help from uh anything they need to have questions and finding where you can find the free showers and <laughs> yeah hopefully not at walgreens <laughs> yeah you'll find a solution to things as you go far yeah. and, uh, like, i didn't get into a lot of details there are some like uh, some places and the uh, people's i met and there are some amazing people I met from Ken Moore and uh, uh, well, part of it too is like you didn't uh, I think not knowing all these things forced you to engage with people you know like not knowing where you were going to go getting in you know advice from people on where to go next and just people inviting you places like you know you didn't know where you're going to shower you're going to sleep so it kind of got you out of your you had to have something to ask some you know to ask these people exactly i guess that's kind of why it's like 
pushes you toward connecting and talking to people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Well, well, thanks for taking the time today. E, and, uh, um, glad to hear your story and, uh, I hope all the people listening follow in and enjoy it as well. Yeah. It was fun. Thanks for having me on your podcast. It was amazing to talk about and reliving the time last year. And then it had a lot of good things happen to me and looking forward to doing more and seeing more of this beautiful country. Awesome. Thanks, brother. All right, man. Thank you. What a cool story. And, um, you know, it's just awesome what what you learn about yourself when you put yourself out there. And Evan did that um, while he was traveling the country and sleeping in his forerunner. So um, make sure to drop us a review um, and also check out our website if you have any questions on training right now. Like I said, I know it's a tough time staying motivated. Um, your schedule is all messed up. So we can help you with that. Check us out at trailroots.com and um, we'll see y'all next time.